0: Topia tonight. Get the fuck out of town. Fucking treasonous
1: pieces of
0: Cue the uh, crowd cheering sound effect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's going on in my head, so I hope you can hear it too.
0: <laughs> nice to meet <laughs> you How are guys. You? Good. Thank you. Nice to meet uh, you, man. Yeah, I loved I loved my time uh, in Jersey. Uh, it was it was it was awesome. I'm I and I consider myself a goodwill ambassador for the state of New Jersey because that's the first question I got when I moved there: is why did you move to New Jersey from California? And then when I, <laughs> uh, right? And then when I came back, exactly. What I want to know: were like, oh man, aren't you glad to get out of Jersey? And, and I, I was always, you know, no, you you need to go there. There, there are some places, uh, some parts of Jersey, you you don't want to, you don't want to live. Right. But th- uh, most of the state yeah, is is great. I, I I loved it. So anyway. Well,
1: that's nice. I mean, that is yes. nice here because literally, you know, I uh, doing this podcast when I talk to people from all over the place, it literally doesn't even matter if it's outside of the country when they're like, oh, where are you right now? And I'm like, Jersey. They're like, mm.
0: <laughs> they, oh, they, yeah. they nod politely. They just yeah. smile and nod. They don't
1: really know what to say. Or they've been here and it wasn't, you know, especially if they're performers, they're like, they've been to seaside and, you know, or yeah. they know the the whole Jersey Shore deal. So they're like, oh, mm, are you yeah. there or somewhere else? And,
0: right, um, right.
1: Did you live yeah, in Asbury
0: I, when you were here? Uh, I lived in uh, Neptune. Oh, okay. That's and nice. then, uh, which is like Asbury Light. And then I lived in Spring Lake Heights. And then I lived in, um, uh, Heights, okay. I lived in Manisquan. Mm, wow.
1: Wow. Yeah, okay, was, I don't actually know anybody from Manasquan.
0: Yeah, oh, Manasquan was cool. Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. We could walk you know, into town. We could walk into that great little downtown area. We could walk to the beach. It was great. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's weird because that's one of the towns. Like we have Manasquan, Manalapan, Metuchen. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ga- okay. I know there's more M ones, and I'm blanking on them right now. Uh, um, yeah, I, me too. But I know, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because uh, it it's I, I we like ran out of i don't know if they didn't
0: know there were other letters in the out yeah, but there's like well, a they,
1: series of just
0: right right and then between that there's like route 35 route 36 <laughs> route 37 all yeah. all within the same county yeah.
1: yeah they were like fuck it we're just going to number them we're not going to we not going to worry about naming them
0: i was i was confused as uh, as can be when i first moved there that and the jug yeah. handles i was like get me back to california that's, that is that's one thing that you, you get you, you, we have bad traffic here especially up towards LA but mm-hmm. the signage here in oh. California I think is very efficient and clean <laughs> and, and easy to understand I think yeah but when you go when you go back to the East Coast, it is it, crazy like if you if you try to get onto the the, the turnpike or the parkway from from Newark airport, mm-hmm. you it it, it is like i i did it for like seven or eight years when i lived there and i every time i had trouble doing it
1: yeah you may as well just you you may as well just buy a permanent spot there and stay there (laughs) after a while like there's some (laughs) days where you're like i'm never getting out of Newark airport i'm just gonna rent a space i'm gonna nap refuel Try this again. <laughs> uh, like
0: Tom Hanks
1: in in that yes. one movie. Yeah, yeah, The Terminal. Yeah, that was a great yeah, movie. Right. Except right. none of us get to sleep with, uh, what's her name? Mike Douglas's wife.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> <Catherine> <laughs> Zeta-Jones.
1: Right? That'd be a nice treat if you just got stuck at the airport and you're like, listen, at least you get to bang Catherine Zeta. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, great. Um, it's weird. Have you ever heard the thing about um, why we have jug handles? And I don't know where I heard this. I don't know if it's true.
0: Well, is it? it's a space saver, isn't
1: it? Well, that makes way more sense than what I was told when I was younger. Oh. And this could have been a bullshit answer from a fourth grade teacher that, you okay. know, was okay. fascinated by the Lenny Lenape Indians, right? Uh, this, I don't know why. I, I'm having, like, weird flashbacks to, like, elementary school. It's the last thing I remember from my head bangs off the desk.
0: Young uh, John wrote which,
1: a lot of emails. <laughs> <laughs> I was just typing to anybody that could get me out of there. Um, it was like SOS message. So, but they said they were, uh, they said the jug handles were Indian hunting trails. Not even kidding. That was like a thing that they told kids. And I was like, really? Like they were, they were hunting hunting Buffalo buffalo. and we're like, I know they're going straight, but we're going to actually make a loop (laughs) and then cut across traffic and then go kill those buffalo. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I had not heard that. Yeah. Well, you're very smart. So, I mean, I don't know what they were feeding me when I was younger, but <laughs> I feel like I, I, that, that has stayed with me to this day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure it was said facetiously, but I was like,
0: oh, wow. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, I, did, I did. I mean, I did learn that Wawa is, is Native American for for, uh, for goose, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yes.
0: It's, it's, and also,
1: uh, you know, for drunk people can get sandwiches here. Uh, <laughs> that's a loose translation, I think, but, uh, <laughs> that's where I would go. <laughs> well,
0: that, you know, that's another thing that I miss is is those Wawa sandwiches and we're getting off topic here, but, mm. uh, I have to put a plug in for those. Wah- that, 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 yeah, it's like a, the, the machine, you know, the little machine that you can order all your sandwich stuff on. Oh, yeah, of course. And we don't have that here in California. I, I we need those.
1: No, fishy. I know. That is what?
0: Those, yeah, that is. The, oh, those are they're delicious. Those sandwiches. I've never had a bad one.
1: Me neither. Yeah. They they are the best. I I always feel good whenever I'm on the road. I lived in California for two years, so I was like, you know, I but I have family there too or whatever, and I was trying to describe Wawa to them <laughs> in general. And first of all, you can't say the name of it without sounding completely ridiculous. I know. So it they're does. like. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes of shitting on you because of the name of the, I'm like, I get it, but you know, it's right. Right. You know,
0: yeah. It's, it's um, like one step up. It's like one click, uh, above a piggly wiggly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. in, in terms of the, in terms of the name, but
1: yeah. And it totally is. And, but, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they're like the, I, whenever I'm like on the road and I start to come back to Jersey, I have like a, a really good feeling in my chest when I see a, like the first Wawa when you're coming back into the state and you're like, Oh fuck, I'm home. Like this. Is so <laughs> <nuts."> <laughs> Thank God. Um, it's, it's
0: very soothing. It's very soothing.
1: Yeah. I love your draw. You have a Spider-Man and Venom drawing I see in the background. Yeah. Uh, is that yours?
0: Yeah. That, that, um, my, my kids say, dad, print me out something. So I'll, I'll I'll print them out, like you know, superheroes for for my little boy, and and uh, Disney stuff for my little girl, and uh, that was my boy doing Spider Man and Venom.
1: Nice, that's. uh, I just had John Romita Jr. on a few weeks ago. Um, Oh, yeah. Well,
0: he's he's like a a a a, a, cartoon illustrator guy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: the Marvel. He's he's coming back to Marvel Comics. His his dad was like the one who basically John Romita Senior was the one who kind of did like the classic Spider-Man costume look right after yeah. Steve did go. And then John Romita jr. His son like took over in the, well not took over, but he basically started doing stuff in the seventies and he's uh, going back to Marvel this, um, uh, this July. So I just had him on. So I was just like, that's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, Spider-Man and Venom. What are the odds?
0: So uh, are you, into, are you into, uh, uh, comics? Yes. Wildly into com- comics. Yeah. Okay. So you got to have on, uh, my buddy, uh, Mark Vogler sometime. Mark Vogler. Okay. You got to find him. Yeah. He can talk. uh, He can talk um, authoritatively on every era of, of comics. And uh, he used to, he used to work at the Asbury park press. And then he went to, to the uh, star ledger for a while, but uh, he's he's an expert on pop culture and comics and just a great wild fun guy. I'd Uh, love to have
1: him We, I actually do a a pop culture show on Mondays and we talk uh, comics and and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I'll, I'll definitely I'll hit you up for that. Okay. Um, are you a comic? Were you a comic book guy when you were younger?
0: Um, kind of, but not really. I was a Mad Magazine guy because I, I. So mm. I guess I gravitated towards humor. But I always, I always loved superheroes. Um, I love mm-hmm. Spider Man and um, and uh, Superman, and maybe mm. that had to do with the TV shows and the, and the movies. Right. Uh, but but I, so I did. But I didn't get too deep. Like I didn't get into all the the Marvel stuff. Right, right, right. Um, you know, you can't like I, I Spider Man's I, Marvel. I, yeah, I guess Spider Man's Marvel, yeah. but but I didn't get into I didn't get into like the 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 the, the Thor and the the other stuff too much. Mm-hmm.
1: Although yeah, I guess Spider-Man.
0: I did I did watch uh the Bill Bixby um uh oh. Incredible Hulk.
1: Yeah, how good I, I, that was like one of the first um like iterations I guess of a comic book thing I watched. Yeah. I watched it with my dad and we watched the Bill Bixby Hulk thing and I don't yeah. know if I knew exactly what was going on, but I loved the, because it was it was an actual, it was a serious kind of show for a comic book yeah. show back in the day.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it was. And, and he he was a pretty good actor, uh, Bill Bixby. Yeah. It did have kind of a serious tone to it, mm-hmm. um, which was okay. But yeah. what, what was so great was like the first Superman movie coming along and having like that gravitas, but sprinkling the humor in. Which yes. I think is so. So you don't take it so seriously, but at the same time, it's still super cool and like, ooh, this kind of feels like it could be real. And yeah. um, and and the Avengers did that and has done that so well. Yeah, you know, the Marvel Universe movies have, have all done that so well with the the great blend of action, drama, and humor.
1: Yeah, they they're uh, they're at the top of their game, and it's crazy because like even the ones that like, it, I feel like their baseline is good. Like yeah. if you go to see a movie of theirs, it's going to be good. And then it only goes up from there. Whereas, you know, and, and that's just a testament to like Marvel and those guys too, because they've been so like, you know, their comic books are like that too. They build upon, you know, they have patience for, for whatever reason. I don't know how they, they're able to do it, but <laughs> you know, they're like, we're going to yeah. wait this storyline out for 22 movies.
0: <laughs> and you're like, yeah, what?
1: yeah. Well, well, everyone else seems to be like rushing, you know, rushing to get their universe together. <sighs> and and it's not working yeah. out for them so well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, um, was Christopher Reeve your uh, your Superman
0: guy? Because I, oh, I, I, he was. He he yeah. really was. I loved. It. I you know I did like uh, George Reeve. Is that was that his name? The, the black. And oh white yeah guy. yeah yeah yeah.
1: I he thought was he
0: was too. good too. And as a kid in the seventies and eighties, I would watch the old fifties reruns when they come on TV, and and he was he was good too. He was kind of like more of like an uh, an older. A uh, un- avuncular Superman, whereas Christopher Reeve, um, I don't know. There's something that he 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 just kind of nailed in that role. Yeah, you know? his uh,
1: the, his Clark. Like you, you're right about the balance of humor in those movies too. In the in the Christopher Reeve Superman ones, because I remember genuinely laughing when I was a kid. Like any time yeah. any any inflection he had as Clark Kent was just hilarious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was too. And, but then they made the mistake of putting too much humor in Superman two, uh, yes. in, in some area, <laughs> in some parts. Like the, there's the uh, what's his name uh, Lester, I guess Richard Lester took took it over when Donner got fired when the director Donner got fired, and then yep. I, he added like too much goofy humor, and then it it became cheesy. And same with the, the Superman three, it stunk. Yeah. So anyway, I, this is this kind of. Um, spills over into our larger discussion about cartooning and how you work where you you want to fit the 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 humor or the um drama to you you want to you want to come up with the right tone the right mix right and uh it's 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 easy to misuse
1: Yeah, and did that? So did Mad Magazine and those kind of did that help you with the structure of like where where to put the humor and when where to do the writing and stuff for your yeah because it it did because granted so you did you start out as a political cartoonist first or (laughs) did you have an idea of wanting to do Grand like Grand Avenue uh, was a just a great cartoon but I remember oh
0: thanks you're very you're very generous uh, Loved that that. I love Grand Avenue oh boy you are you and my mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you and my mom love Grand Avenue. Um, uh, no, you know what was funny is uh, I developed a, uh, a desire uh, it, to, to be an editorial cartoonist and a comic strip cartoonist like, at the same time. Wow. For years, I was, always, I was always able to draw. And mm-hmm. I was always known as the kid who could draw. If elementary school into high school, uh, when I was in high school, I, I became commissioner of publicity because I was able to draw posters for dances and events so well wow. put little put little faces and uh you know yeah uh, uh like Sergio Aragonés little um, uh marginal <laughs> things on the side so um so I did that in high school and then when I got into college I was a, a political science major but I, I I really was not thinking of being a cartoonist I I didn't even at 18 19 I I really didn't know for sure mhm and at this, it, right at that time, I kind of discovered the Jeff McNally and Pat Oliphant and Paul Conrad. Yes. Uh, and I also started reading Bloom County and Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I love Bloom County and he, Jeff McNally as well. Yeah. Um, who, he, he, I'm, he passed away. I, even, I was going to say he just he passed away like a few years ago, right? Or
0: Yeah. It's, it's actually been a little while now. But yeah, he passed okay. away. Um, yeah. He was the, the greatest, Jeff McNally. Oh boy, um, and he did a comic strip too. Um, he he had a couple shoe. of features that he worked on. Yeah, shoe. Right, and, and shoe then he, was he like one of my. Yeah, yeah, shoe was great. And Then he started he started one called Pluggers too. Um, yes.
1: Oh my god, I forgot about yes. Yeah, that's right. Pluggers.
0: That was that yeah. was so so cool for what for what it was you know and, and getting the 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 readers to participate was was a neat mm-hmm. thing um but yeah. so i started liking all this stuff right at the same time and 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 i started pursuing uh, both tracks concurrently mm-hmm. um and and i'd always loved peanuts you know peanuts is one of those things where everybody loved right and i yeah. was no exception i had peanuts bed sheets um <laughs> peanuts lunch boxes all that stuff like everybody else watch the mm-hmm. peanuts specials um so i entered the charles schultz award and i i won that in, in college and i got to go up and meet him and hang out with him for a bit uh wow up in uh, santa rosa and that was a thrill um what was he like was he was it, uh, was it
1: a cool experience or
0: yeah it was cool um you know i remember walking up to his studio mm-hmm. um and right in right out in front was this gleaming silver convertible Mercedes with the license plate Woodstock one. Wow. And I remember seeing that going, Oh man, I gotta be a cartoonist. But the thing is, is, is be <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. it be too, the, the thing is, 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 is th- there's this chasm between Charles Schultz and Jim Davis and mm-hmm. Bill Watterson, and you know these giants, and then like the rest of us, <laughs> like most, <laughs> those guys are—they're just making so much money, and they're just—they're having such an impact on popular culture, right? It, it, you know, um, and and then there's the kind of the rest of us, like mortal cartoonists, who who are trying and 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 good, good, but like not genius level, uh, icon producing uh artists like like those people you know so that's
1: interesting that you say that because i guess when you look at it from a merchandising or marketing standpoint you see that but when all of you guys are on the same page on in the in the newspaper or the sunday morning cartoons i don't think anybody sees that i don't think anybody goes like (laughs) garfield's bigger than great you know what i yeah. mean because you're Probably, all no, maybe not yeah 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 yeah
0: i i, I hear, you're, yeah.
1: you're right that is an interesting point of view to have, like that it's like they're actually you know have a stronghold on the market
0: yeah and i, I don't mean that to i don't mean that in in any negative way um, no no yeah if it, I so Schultz was, uh, he he asked me to call him Sparky that's what his friends and family called him Sparky which is which is a, a weird thing to call um a, a grown man but um, <laughs> I I uh asked him if if I could send him some of my cartoons mm-hmm. I mean he was one of the judges so he picked the ones that won the contest but I wanted okay. to try a, a new comic strip and get it professionally syndicated back when I was In my early 20s and so I would send him strips and he'd write back um, that it it was like uh, (laughs) he would write back that um, he applauds me for trying but he's disappointed to see how derivative my work is Um, and like basically accusing me of ripping off peanuts and and uh, it was like a knife to my heart Uh, and and um, I think that he even oh. thought that Grand Avenue was derivative of peanuts. And it was, it, my, it, Grand Avenue was like, it was, it was almost like my homage to peanuts, Calvin and Hobbes and Bloom County, tr- all, mm-hmm. all in one kind of like three of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and, and it's uh, weird that you
1: say that. Cause those are three of my, like with yours in there, those are my favorites, Bloom County, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes, peanuts. But yeah. you know what, I, you know, what's crazy about, uh, I love Grand Avenue because, um, and I don't know if, uh, anyone's ever kind of said it before i'm sure they have is that it was sharp sharper than a regular comic strip deserved to be at the time because i yeah and i and i but i i really liked that because they were kids and their grandmother but i mean the commentary was the same and i don't know if you meant for this to happen the same kind of commentary you would give almost with a political cartoon it had that kind of edge to it and that's yeah, what made it like one of my favorite strips.
0: Oh, thanks! And 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 it did. It did, it did have kind of uh, a little a little following, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I always felt uh, kind of overwhelmed by it doing that and the editorial cartoon. So after I don't know six or seven years, I I kind of passed it off to someone else. I I did notice that. I mean, I
1: obviously yeah. noticed that. But like, yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you. Was that hard? Well, before I ask you if it was hard, it was hard for you to do.
0: It was it was hard because um, it's kind of like your child being raised by someone else, right? But the guy the guy who does it now his name's Mike Thompson and he's an editorial cartoonist too, and he has done a good job with it. I, I think.
1: I I actually yeah I was going to say I you know I I really like this I still like the strip to this day so it's yeah. you know it, but it was interesting because I was like. I didn't obviously have anything like this going on at the time, but I really did want to know how did you let it go and like and what was the situation there? And it yeah. always been something when I saw the name change, because you know they don't really I mean I don't know if they did and I missed it, but they don't announce that in the in the newspaper. You know, know what no, I mean? Yeah, they don't
0: want to. And I feel like I, but I was the, like Yeah. I know I oh, feel yeah. like I, this, I do kind of feel like I, I let the syndicate down a little bit and um I, uh, I still, and I miss it. I, I miss working mm. on the strip to, to this day. Um, but I, th- it got to the point where I, I had to, I was practically doing 80 to 90% of the work on the strip in one day on a Saturday. Wow. Um, so, you know, I would, because I'm busy through the week with, with my uh, newspaper job, my full time newspaper mm. job, and then my uh, family. And, and so I would, I would say goodbye to my wife and go to Kinko's to work where it was quiet. Like, you know, just right. at a local Kinko's and, um, and it was kind of like, I would dread getting up in the morning on Saturday to go, to go work on it. And and that's not good when you're in that position. Wow. No. Um, yep. but I told, I would tell people if this is all I had to do throughout the week, I would love it. Like it would be a dream job,
1: mm-hmm. you know? That's the. I remember. uh, So I I've showed you. I was trying to show you this earlier. I wrote you an email in 1999. I wanted to be a cartoonist. Um, in the uh, I don't even know why I threw this up there. But actually, it kind of looks like I'm serving you a letter. Uh, (laughs) 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 This is a this is a whole this is a whole ruse. You're being served. Uh, Um, but I uh so but I but I had written you in 99. Um, because from the time I was. Yeah, what? Tell me what it so, says. I'll say I'll tell you exactly what it says. So you say you said thanks for writing. Um, I'd asked you about um, your process. I'd asked you about syndication, which is hilarious for a teenager to be like. I thought I was going to get syndicated, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'd ask you about, about what's syndication. Yeah, oh, I knew I had. It was my it was my out. It was like I didn't want to do anything else, and I loved to draw for years, and then you know fell in love with comic strips, and I had an art teacher who um, had, um, had had wanted to, had tried to be a cartoonist when she was younger and taught it. And it was the only art teacher I ever had that thought of it as an actual art form because every other one that I had was like, this is garbage. You need to be working on something else if you yeah, want to get into I art love, school. And I was like, that's brutal.
0: I love this person.
1: Yeah, she is. I I actually thought as soon as I started, um, you know, when I when I got you to come on the show, I was like, I gotta reach out to her and just let her know that she may she really changed, you know, uh, a lot for me. <laughs> but so I had asked you about syndication and what you used, uh, like to draw stuff, and I also asked you if uh, math was. Because I was still so bad. I mean, like, just, I had to know. Like, I and I'd asked, I remember emailed a few of my favorites, and you were absolutely one of them, and you'd gotten back to me, and you said, thanks for writing. And you said, uh, the first step is to develop good characters. Then the writing is a lot easier. The jokes sometimes write themselves. Just imagine a situation or conversation that your character might be in and make it funny. That's sort of how I do it. And you said, once you're syndicated, don't worry. The syndicate editors will be very clear when they need cartoons by. Apparently, I was worried about the output at the time. <laughs> Um, you said, this is what blew me away. You said, I think I work a month in advance. So the strip I draw, uh, tonight will appear in papers four to five weeks from now. That was stunning to me at the time. And now that you're telling me that you were obviously still heavy into the political cartooning too. I don't know how you did that. Like, yeah, that's
0: an insane amount of work. And I, I think I was just starting grand Avenue then. So I, what I think I came to realize is that six weeks is, was the going, um, time frame six weeks out so you just got to start from the beginning with six weeks worth of stuff Min- minimum right minimum. um wow. yeah there's there th- th- that's tight for because because they have to get it from the cartoonist then they have to edit it mm-hmm. um then they have to uh, uh you know well there's a whole process before it actually gets to the new right. newspaper for readers to read it And, and so then,
1: uh, you start, this is another thing that helped me immensely. And I was just telling Tom this earlier. Um, you told me what your supplies were, which was huge, by the way, because I I think I talked to a couple other people and they weren't too detailed, but you, you, you literally told me everything you used. And I kid you not, I had my dad take me to Pearl paints in the city and I bought literally almost everything on this, on this list. You said, um, your supplies were Bristol board paper, uh, quill pen nibs with black waterproof ink, Pelican or Higgins, I had the Pelican. Um Sharpies, Pigma Micron pens, I bought so many of those cuz you recommend them. Uh, um and I still I I swear to god I still have some from like <laughs> I never throw anything away. Uh a number 2 pencils and Mars plastic white erasers, which I didn't understand at the time and now I do. Yes, so, yes
0: sir. I, I got them I got them sitting around my desk right now, but yep. Yeah,
1: and yeah. um and so I, I, did. I went and got, and I had a cartooning desk and everything too. And I just loved, oh. uh, loved that you did that. And I, you know, I went. I, I was like, we got to get this stuff.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. See, it's it's so it's so awesome to hear that because I I, I love your dad. Uh, that's great. And and then secondly, my dad did that for me when I told him what I needed because I mm-hmm. think I wrote I wrote away uh, to some some cartoonists and asked them what kind of paper they used where you add the chemical you ever seen this duo shade board yes yeah yeah so i that was when you don't know anyone in the in the business and and you're just starting out that stuff is like magic like you're you're looking at it going how do they get those lines so perfect and yeah uh, where the shading is so anyway i called around and found out what that was and my dad and i we were like on the uh amazing race two contestants on the amazing race (laughs) or, or so one of those shows where we were running all, all to different art <laughs> supply stores looking for it together and we couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But then somehow he found it on his own and then gave it to me Christmas morning. Uh, so oh I had a supportive dad too. So that, you know, that was, that's a nice story. But that's awesome. the other thing my is, mom, uh, Pearl, what's that?
1: No, I was going to say, but with something similar to that. My mom wound up getting me, I needed uh I, I think I'd asked somebody else or whatever, but basically i saw one of you. Cause there used to, you, there was some kind of, I had books on cartooning all over the place, but a light box, which was immensely yeah. hard to find. Oh, like yeah. w- nobody sold those things. And my mom wound up finding it somewhere. I don't even know. I still have that in my garage. I don't, I,
0: I used, to, oh, used to light that up all the time. You know, if only, if only every parent uh, in America, in the world could be as supportive of their kids, um, talents or interests right yeah um yeah i uh i have a, a nice light box which i'm using less and less because i have a fantastic ipad pro and i use Procreate. Do you oh you yeah ever, me too
1: you, you Procreate. use Procreate?
0: oh it's yep. great isn't it love it oh yeah. man i'm I, just gonna grab my ipad but it's charging <laughs> i you know i used to i i used to go um back with my family to the Jersey shore and we'd go to long beach Island to stay with my in-laws and uh, where I live now. Oh, you, you live down there. Where, mm-hmm. where, where exactly do you live? Beach Haven. Beach Haven. Well, that, that's mm-hmm. where they lived. That's where they live. Oh lived. my God. That's they live, crazy. They live like uh, kind of across from that Acme, you know, the oh. Acme.
1: Well, my, uh, that's what I've been shopping at the whole pandemic. <laughs>
0: and, and that is so funny. They lived, yeah. they lived right, they lived right there. And so for t- for sort of 20 years, I went to that neighborhood. Um, wow. I probably, I probably saw you at Skipper Dipper. <laughs> right. um, the, the great uh, ice cream parlor. Uh, yeah. little plug. Um, and anyway, um, so I would go there. So I would go to the Ship Bottom Library. You know where the Ship Bottom Library is? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I would. It was such a pain because I'd, I'd sketch my cartoons. This is like 15 years ago, um, mm-hmm. but up until like six or seven years ago, um, and I would, uh, I would have to draw my cartoons there and then mm-hmm. call my editor and, and discuss them, um, which I, I didn't have a phone at the time. So how would I? I can't remember how I called him. I may have had to go to to either a pay phone or go back to my in-laws house but then I, I so i'd have to draw the cartoons i would have to get him the roughs so i'd go to a local minuteman press or some little place where i could find a fax machine i'd fax him my rough ideas he would look them over then somehow call mm-hmm. me back and then i would have wow. to draw it and photocopy it um Oh, yeah, that's right, because I would draw it on the, the Bristol board, this really hard Bristol board, so you couldn't fax that. So I'd have to photocopy what I did on the hard Bristol board so that I could have a photocopy, and then I'd fax that final version back to him. So anyway, a long, wow. arduous process.
1: Right. But
0: now with the I- iPad Pro, it's a little portable studio, all in one.
1: Yep. I had, uh, I still have, I have a – so right there on that desk over there is a Cintiq, and I oh. use that when I, – because I still draw – and i had i had a book out not too long ago um, cuz i'm on the road all the time as a comic there's nothing to do in hotel rooms and i love political i love politics too. like it, it, I, so right around the time when i was writing to you and through most of my teens always interested in politics so i love political cartoons any kind of social commentary and then um then doing stand up i've been doing stand up for 15 years so i would still draw if i if i had an idea or a joke that you know maybe didn't work for the stage, but I could visualize it in my head. Yeah. Cause that's all stand-up is anyway—is literally just like putting a cartoon in people's heads in the audience. Right. Totally. yeah. So I'm just like, okay, great. But I, I had this, um, I had an iPad and I would take it on the road with me and I would draw. And then eventually I, over the course of the year I had, God, I don't know, a hundred and something, you know, drawings that I just did or whatever. And I put them in a book called drawings from a nobody because you know, who the hell <sighs> knows who I am. So and I and I, but it was it actually wound up being kind of catchy. I wound up you know doing okay. And uh, but cool. yeah, and I love doing that. But that was all from um, I had the Cintiq for a while, and I would draw stuff when I was at home, and then I would take the iPad Pro on the road, and because all that stuff syncs, so it was just easy yeah. for me to like you know work on stuff. And, and you know, occasionally I'll do illustration stuff or whatever. But I'm not like I never got a strip going. I never I never developed and I you know I always admire that putting characters together that people can remember and love and and whatever and and putting it together like that is amazing to me
0: yeah it's it it really is hard but like i like i said 20 years ago it's all about characters mm-hmm. if you, you know well, if, if you, who were
1: those kids based on you were they based on you or a sibling or, or somebody that you knew no, they...
0: um well my the, the yeah actually i say no i didn't consciously set out to do it but over time i came to see that the, the 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 things that they would say um and the parts of their personalities it was like uh different parts of me so I guess mm. I guess the, the the answer is yes they were kind of parts of my personality.
1: So uh, then that, that brings me to my next question then because a lot of what I loved about that strip at the time was you had very uh biting commentary on school. So oh, the yeah. way people were taught um the amount of overloaded homework and kind of uh you know uh, you know rebellious nature of the kids or whatever and that was that also you when you were a kid?
0: Yeah. Um no, not so much, but you know where I think that came from uh, I uh spent 2 years working on a teaching credential after college. I was about to oh. become a teacher because I couldn't find a wow. cartooning job. Yeah. So I was wow. the, the, it was kind of sympathetic uh, towards, uh, Mr. D'Amicalis that the, the, mm-hmm. the teacher in the strip. And so, yeah. So I was kind of channeling, you know, what I had experienced in my student teaching, my substitute teaching through him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: He was a great, he's a great character too. And, and, um, just the dynamic between him and this, like it was, it, I had, I have a notebook to this day, uh, covered with comic strips that I loved. Cause that was also how I kind of coped and got by. Like, you uh, know, if I was, uh, you know just not having a good time in school or whatever and i couldn't bring the books that i had with me i was like well i better learn how to draw and then i just drew on everything and yeah. everyone and then i would tape comic strips that i liked during the day uh, on my notebook and uh, if i felt crappy i'd read one they make me laugh or it make me feel like there was somebody out there who understood <laughs> you know yeah.
0: what was yeah. happening around me you know what's funny? You know what's funny. It, at first, that is awesome, and it's. I love kids who who like comics because they just tend to be, it's just, they just tend to be the most interesting kids. Kids who love comics, people yeah. who love comics. Um, but um, you're you're like what 35, 36? Yeah, exactly. Um, thirty six. So, so um. Kid, you're not too far removed from young people today when I go and talk to colleges mm. i will mention Calvin and Hobbes and Farsight, and they're like, huh what oh, and, no. and you're not that much older than them but the, it is it is is such a forgotten art form it, it's yeah. so sad and i I don't want I hate to bring this up on national cartoonist day <laughs> um, but it's so it's so sad the way the comics are um. I don't know, underappreciated or, or or not read as much, not not widely read as as they used to be,
1: right? Uh, you know, yeah. Anyway. Is, do you kind of equate that with like the, you know, the kind of newspapers being kind of yeah. struggling in the way so because it, it is, yeah. I could I could see that, but like I loved, um, I guess I didn't see it happening in a bad way at the time, but when comics started going online, that was like you know. Um, yeah i I don't know like a whole other medium you could access them from like i get them anywhere then like i didn't have to wait for the paper you know the next day so it is coming on you know come on my screen or whatever and yeah uh, that was even before they had phones and stuff like that so it was just i'd be in a computer class or sitting at my desk and like sneaking like onto the uh you know (sighs) god i'm trying to think of You go comics was that the website in the beginning of that
0: it was something like go or yeah and you
1: get all of them, even like backside. So that was a cool thing, too, because when I was a kid, I would sne- I would go to the library during lunch. Obviously, I was super popular. Um, and I would uh, <laughs> it's so sad. I would walk out of my high school, go to this local pizza place, grab a couple slices, march over to the library and grab Calvin, and, uh, Calvin Hobbes Far Side and your career in the comics, which I eventually wound up buying
0: um, oh, because wow. I thought so that were, would help. You were into it. I, if I yeah. would have known, if I would have known how into comics and stuff you were, I would have had you over at the uh, the office, and I would have uh, given you some uh. originals, and uh, maybe yeah, I would have just th- like, kind of said, "Hey, John, I'm I'm going home now. You just finish this <laughs> and, and give it to my editor. He's down oh. the hall, down there. Just draw oh, a man. donkey or an elephant. That would have been a dream. There Same. was so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don- donkey, draw so a donkey or an elephant, or if you, if you, or Uncle Sam, have him saying something." funny and right
1: oh god man i would i would have i would have loved that there was there was a kid in my school i went to so i I lived in tom's river growing up and Mm -hmm. i went to high school south and everybody knew i wanted to be the two things i wanted to be when i was growing up whether a cartoonist or comedian that was my only option there was no other direction i wanted to go Uh other than that but Uh the cartooning thing was like for some reason that seemed more practical to me than being a comic because i was tangible i drew it it was there. Yeah. I was funny, you know, um, and everybody knew I could draw. And there was a kid who I, I, he somehow he knew you. I don't remember. His name is Matt. I think I can't remember his last name, but he would be like, yeah, my family knows Steve Breen. Uh, and we would we would read your comics every day. We read the political cartoon. And I had a teacher that loved your stuff politically, too. She's um, um, she's super funny and sharp. She was an English teacher. Of course, they're all the English yeah. teachers are great. The greatest. Yeah. Teachers
0: ever. Um,
1: so she, uh, and she loved that kind of stuff too. So I would always kind of like try to draw something to make the, I I ran track in high school and I drew a caricature of my track coach and he didn't know it was me. And I used to leave it up on the board every day. And he would come in and it was kind of mocking him or, you know, he was like a heavy set dude, but he was teaching track, which I thought was hilarious.
0: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. So I used to draw like a character of him with like a donut screaming at us to run <laughs> faster. And then he would come into the, to the room and be like, who put this on a,
0: car? you know, <laughs>
1: like, and no, thank nobody ratted me out, but I'd be like,
0: I don't know. Oh yeah. Whoever it is. Oh, but yeah. it was, a. Uh, you can't know call yourself a, a cartoonist unless you've angered some authority figure with it with a caricature.
1: Right. Well, that's my that's a good question too because now we we are online all the time. I follow you on Facebook. Um I admire you for answering some of the lunatics that respond to your st- to, to yeah. viscerally to your political cartoons. Do you like it or do you hate it now that people have more access to you?
0: I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know i, I don't blame it you because it, it it makes i i feel that social media has um contributed to the uh the, this chasm this this the the the, the, the division in our country uh, you know mm-hmm. uh because people i to i don't know to seem like they're smart or to to kind of uh Give to present the illusion that they're intelligent or uh, decisive or both or whatever. They mm-hmm. come up with these hard and fast positions that they spew, and the the world doesn't need that. It, it it needs more people who are like, well, that's a good point, but I don't know. I can also see <laughs> the other side's argument. Right. You know that that's what we need more of. It seems to me, as opposed mm-hmm. to these these experts who are 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 willing to uh, call you an idiot. If you disagree with them, Um, I don't know. Uh, And 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 a lot
1: of your stuff is so like, I mean, like it's very cutting, but it also like, you know, there's some strips that I noticed that it's very clear what your opinion is. Right. And there's other ones that are, that are nicely just uh, they're broad, but they're super funny still. And people seem to have the most visceral response to the broader ones. Where I'm like, I don't think they're getting it.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? We're like, I know, it's funny.
1: Boy, did they miss the mark.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, you'll do a cartoon thinking, oh, I'm going to hear from so many people tomorrow on this one. They're going to be so angry and outraged, and then crickets. (laughs) Right? Or then, and then I'll do one on some benign topic, and then I'll get all kinds of feedback. You you know, you touch a nerve. Yeah. Um, But yeah, well, I, well, I guess I, I take that as a compliment. Thanks, John. I don't see myself as a partisan, you know, the cartoons, the work, it reflects mm-hmm. the person. And just by nature, I, I, I tend to not like, uh, uh, um, arguing with people. I don't like, um, hard, fast positions on things. I think that there's a lot of gray area in life. Yes. I think absolutely. that there is such a thing as um, natural law. I think that there is right and wrong. And in and, and some areas of life, there is not a lot of room for argument, but mm-hmm. um, there's so many issues in the news, you know, everything from immigration to, to uh, the environment where there, I think there are kind of some, some shades. Yeah. So th- th- that's just me. That's just who I am. And uh, I could probably make more money I- in syndication if the syndicate was able to sell me as a hard left cartoonist or a hard right cartoonist, you know. Sure. That's that's what they do with, yeah. with commentators, whether it's a cartoonist or someone on TV. They package it that way. Um, mm. But I just i am kind of made – to be somewhat in the middle.
1: Yeah, I don't know. no, I mean, I hear you. And I p- kind of appreciate the, you know, um, that there's a, a bit of a variation in what you draw from a tweet because there is that variation when you're getting the news. Like, you know, like you said, there's obviously a hard line, right and wrong situations. Yeah. And I think that comes out in what you do too. But I do like that it's, you know, you have to think about this situation a little bit more and it's okay to poke fun at you know yeah. this side who's very staunch about one thing and the other side that's very you know whatever it's kind of funny like even if you if i do a joke about you know um let's just bring out trump for the hell of it but if i if i did a joke on stage about that and of course the left loves that kind of shit. but if i also happen to find some humor in a climate change thing they're also like you're not our guy anymore Fuck you know what i mean screw yeah. you and you're just like yeah, it's funny. come on
0: <laughs> it, it, it's funny how fast they'll disown you <laughs> yes right yes, it, exactly it, 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 I mean, on Facebook, like I am, uh, uh, I am liberals' best friend f- for, for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks while, while I'm going after Trump, and then like I do a cartoon zinging Pelosi, and I am just dead to them, and they yep. just let me have it. I knew you were a liberal, Sarah, yeah. or I knew you not not liberal. I knew you were a rabid conservative. I just, right. I just knew it.
1: Yeah, just because, and it's all know, the. Yeah, they're looking to ex- for some reason. It's it's worth more to them to expose somebody for what they don't like than it is to you know to actually have somebody on their side for what. I- it's so weird to me. It's such a
0: yeah. It is. It is it, all
1: social media stuff. Do you get? Uh, do you ever get any flack from your editors from like for for shit anymore? Or are you are you just beyond that point?
0: Um, no, I, I work pretty closely with my editors, and you know it's tough because we're just getting we're just getting to this point where. Um, it's, it's hard to be a satirist or a cartoonist or a com- comedian, you know, in, in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, you, you really got to watch what you say right. uh, and do and draw. So I, I do have to show my roughs. Um, and, uh, my editor and I, I have a great editor, Matt, Matt Hall, um, Sweet. who is the president of the Society of Professional Journalists. Holy a, That's a awesome. Yeah, he's incredible. He, yeah, he's he's um, and Matt is a, a, just a great journalist, great editor, great guy. So he and I have a good relationship. I, I I couldn't imagine having to draw in today's climate with someone I didn't get along with or agree right. with. And Matt and I, we don't always see eye to eye on everything, but there's enough respect, mutual respect, that we we, we make it work, and it's it's a good relationship
1: okay yeah. i mean that's like that that's i'm so, oh, sorry i didn't mean to say okay <laughs> I, was I was like okay <laughs> okay steve okay <laughs> I, no but that's <laughs> that touches on another point that i wanted to kind of get to too because it's like do you do you fear the um uh, uh like any kind of retribution as far as like a cancel culture thing goes in cartoon yeah. or you do so that's that's prevalent in like that oh, yeah. kind of line of
0: work too Oh yeah, absolutely. Ever- um, I, I, I wish I was I wish I was like uh, Pat Oliphant or one of these kind of thick skinned old curmudgeonly cartoonists <laughs> who are like, you know, F them, I don't care what they say. Right. You know, but um I I I I'm one of these weird editorial cartoonists who I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also uh aggravate and stick my finger in people's eye for a living, so it's a yeah. weird um uh, dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I, I do care about what people think, but I, I, I really, really try not to let it um impact my work too much. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. It's it's a tough, you know. I mean, I've I, I I've points in time where I know something i've said has aggravated a friend or close friend or family i usually don't care about but like a friend (laughs) i'm like whatever um you know okay grandpa i get it you're upset uh nobody cares um but like there's you know but you gotta just do do your thing and then hope you can still you know grab lunch later or whatever um yeah it's kind of like do you I, i imagine now for cartoonists Cause And I, by the way, we we can cut this uh, later or whatever, but I imagine like if you guys are at the Rubin Awards, which I, I guess you couldn't have them this past year. Do you guys still have that? Is that a thing or did I just? Yeah,
0: uh, they still have them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like there's got to be like an elder society of cartoonists that gather wow. at that convention and go, OK, what the hell are we going to do about Scott Adams? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is there, <laughs> is there like that discussion <laughs> yeah. at all? Or... Yeah. Um,
0: that's my daughter, Jane. Hi. How are you? Uh, that's John. Um, I, I, have kids, you know, now with COVID, I work at, at home and I have kids yes. coming into my office looking for pencils and paper all the time. <laughs> I'd be doing the same pretty, thing. Oh, she's looking for my, she's taking my colored pencils, John.
1: I, I love the colored pencil case, the tin colored pencil case. Yeah. I think I still have one too. That's great.
0: Yeah. Prismacolor.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Bye. Nice meeting you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, yeah, yes. Yeah. You mean Scott Adams with his, with his like kind of, uh, Trump, Trump supporting stuff.
1: Can I? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. But also, what a what a bizarre one eighty for a guy to do out of yeah. the. I mean, he was another. I loved Dilbert when I was, you know, the Dilbert strip, and I and I had the all the books when I was a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, well, you know, yeah,
0: he did a it, bit of a one eighty. No, you know what it is? Is I think you reach a point when you when you make so much money mm-hmm. where you really. You, you, you're in a position to be able to uh, uh, spout off uh, <laughs> what you want and I don't right. I don't I'm not endorsing <laughs> things that Scott has said I'm just saying I'm I'm trying to explain why maybe he feels that he can do that do that right. stuff um, and, and it it, it or, or I should say this it's a lot easier to Be super, super opinionated like that with that hard edge if you have a lot of uh, resources and you're, you know, you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd
1: be like finding out that Jim Davis loves Ayn Rand. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be a weird.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? The Garfield
1: guy. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of his stuff, too. Um, But yeah, that was uh, that was such a weird. He Scott Adams actually blocked me on Twitter because um, which is, by the way, like a prideful moment for me, Um, because uh, uh, he had I was quoting like a, it was like early during the Trump, you know, whole thing or whatever. And he came out as a Trump supporter and was just, you know, doing his like hypnosis stuff where he was like, I can read minds or whatever. And I was quoting stuff from his own book back at like I was like screenshot. Uh, and I was like, you know, but and he just blocked uh, me.
0: And I was yeah. like, well, that's that. But all right. Yeah, yeah i thought it was funny <laughs> no no it, 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 it's it's always good to to be able to kind of throw someone's own words back at yeah. them. Um, but i i like scott's work i i am a big yes. dilbert fan.
1: Yeah. yeah me too dilbert's a, that's the thing that's a that's another thing what I, but anyway it was like his his strip doesn't reflect it like you know what i mean like his works is work and yeah. dilbert's you know dilbert and then
0: uh, yeah know, dilbert, it's that guy Dilbert was one of those uh, comic strips that made me so depressed when I first started reading it when I was young. It was like, yeah, you know, like Calvin and Hobbes and Dilbert and a couple others were, they, they were just so good and effortless. Yeah. You know, those, and I couldn't, the I, guys I, I, you, I couldn't keep up with how good they were. So you're yeah. just depressed. Well, the
1: guys, the guys that you said you like, I mean, um, it was, uh, I w- what always fascinated me was like Gary Larson, uh, Bill Watterson and, uh, Berkeley breathed were, um, yeah. They all retired yeah. at the same time. Yeah. they. All, yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, well, why the hell would you do that to us?
0: I know. <laughs> like, I know. You know, um, I know. It, yeah. It, it was, it was amazing. And they said that they didn't want to slip into mediocrity. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, but, and I never, I don't think I ever met any of them. My, my only, my only, um, my only uh, uh, interaction with Burke Breathford was um, his editor was my editor for a little while, and she told me she was going to see him. So I pulled out this old book I had that I got at, at like you know, the, the, uh, the bookstore, but in like the dollar bin, because mm-hmm. um, I tried to collect all the Bloom County books. and I said, "Here, have him sign this for me, please." So she gave it to him, and he, ri- he writes on it, "Dear Steve." I hear that you're a true fan. True fans don't buy my books from the dollar bin. Uh, <laughs> sincerely, Ber- Berkeley Breath. <laughs> because you saw like the little ninety-nine cent thing right. in pencil on the cover, inside cover. Oh, that's
1: so that, hilarious.
0: That was, that was funny, but anyway, yeah. he's, he's a genius too.
1: Yeah, I, ha- I have a bunch of uh, Gra- I have a bunch of his books. I've got Grand Avenue books, the first ones that came out um and i st- they're they're still on my bookshelf i mean I, they're in another room but they're they're all all the comics and stuff i have is just hanging up there yeah Um yeah was there someone other than charles schultz i guess at the time but like was there another guy that you met that was like you were kind of nervous meeting
0: like in the art world um i tried to i tried to find mcnelly and oliphant um back oh. Um, those are editorial cartoonists and i tried to find them in washington mm. dc when i was in in my uh, early 20s i went to washington dc and I, I was literally going to the restaurants in georgetown where i knew that they would hang out hang out and eat at wow. to try to meet them uh couldn't find them i okay. I, I got uh i met at a reuben uh, award once I, I met mort walker and oh no way yeah he was so he was so nice he he said uh uh, oh yeah, Steve Breen uh, Yeah, come up and visit me sometime So of course I called him within two weeks And I, I drove up with Mark Voger, The guy I told you about who loves comics And nice. another buddy of ours Named Ed And the three of us drove up to Mort Walker's house uh, In Connecticut He had this super cool house Designed by the guy who designed Mount Rushmore Wow um, Yeah, yeah, and he showed us his, his studio And where he sits And he's like, come out of here on the back deck now, right here is where I sip scotch and come up with two or three uh, Beetle Bailey ideas, and then I, I I'm done for the day, and then I go to the golf course. Uh, and then he took us for this like two and a half hour lunch at, at, at his country club golf course. Uh, wow! So and and it gave us all originals. So super great guy, super um, generous. More that Walker. is so cool. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's I I've always tried to be. Uh, like that with with younger cartoonists you know and that's why i uh i didn't tell you to get lost back in
1: 1999 i again i appreciate that and now i'm going to be uh when i come out to california again to do some pitching stuff i'm going to be finding out where you live no no, uh, no hey, <laughs> hey, hey i'm serious
0: let's get together come, come down here let's let's I get a beer and some tacos down in, in yeah. san diego oh
1: absolutely man you just beer and tacos that's what i had tonight so uh i'm down for that man
0: um, so, so you go, you go, you pitch, uh, shows and, and stuff out in LA, huh?
1: Yeah, I tried to every, I would, before, uh, COVID hit, I just met with, uh, Jim Henson studios because I'd done a short film on depression and, uh, I have a puppet in the film oh, and the puppet okay. actually is designed to look like me. Um, and they saw it, they liked it. So I flew out to, uh, Los Angeles to meet with them. And, um, and, oh, did you, did you know, tour
0: the, did you see the, the Henson, the studio there with the, oh, the old Charlie oh. captain
1: so not only did I tour it, I I think I walked around longer than I was supposed to. Like I I'd gotten or, there, I'd gotten there early and kind of walked yeah. around and then when I left the meeting, I like walked out and then immediately like hooked to left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started like waving to people that didn't know me like, "Oh, I'm just walking yeah. around. Is that cool? or
0: well, that, uh, amazing. That is that's probably that's well, it's definitely one of the neatest studios in in Hollywood um because yeah. it was oh, it was Charlie Chaplin's old studio and then the Ansons yep. the took it over and then it's um what is it a and m uh yeah. studio yep there? and so He's the a- people who work there constantly get to see paul mccartney and bruce springsteen hanging right. out as they're recording there which is in that that's one of the best studios in the world right there yeah and, on, and, and, on the and lot
1: and that, so that i knew all that going in and the craziest thing was I was like, I was skirting around the, uh, you know, driving around. I was, I was parking in the studio a lot. Cause you know, whenever you have a meeting at one of these places, you get to, you know, you get like a pass and a, yeah. a thing. So, but I was just trying to figure out where I was going and I pull up to this car and I don't, stupidly go to ask for directions and it's Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. And he's just hanging out in his car. And I mean, which is, you know, but whatever, but I, I'm sure he didn't buy. I feel like he didn't buy that. I was asking for directions, <laughs> but but he's a nice guy, though. I think super nice. Couldn't yeah. have been nicer. And I was like, hey, like, and I, of course, like I just rolled down my window and kind of lean out and I'm just yeah. like, hey, like, is this like where the studio lot is? And he answered me right away. And then I was like, oh, my God, you're Freddie Prince Jr. And he was like, yeah, uh, and he uh. goes, do you have a meeting here? And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, I was I, I I'm pitching a series or whatever. And, and he goes, well, good luck, buddy. Like, I hope it goes well. And I was just like, oh, see? So cool. yeah, see?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, couldn't have been you're nicer. lucky you didn't, you're lucky you didn't get like Tommy Lee Jones or or William <laughs> Shatner or who, who's someone who would have told you get the hell uh, away from my car.
1: Yeah, I, I had, so, um, I, I, I'd asked William Shatner to be on the show to talk to him. And I've I've had great, great people on uh, whatever, and he unequivocally blew me off. Like well told, uh, of course. And wrote an email like not like I would have accepted no reply, but he yeah. replied and it was basically like <laughs> yeah, nobody. Like yeah, yeah, and right. I like I don't even but like, yeah, and I was like, Oh wow, that was it's <laughs> pretty clear and cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my... My friend and his brother, when they were teenagers, saw him eating in Newport Beach, and they went up to him at the restaurant and they started doing Star Trek lines. And he, you know, Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. would have been like, "Oh, that's great, you guys! I, I love yeah. it. That is so funny. <laughs> you do that so well." But we're, yeah. we're in in typical Shatner form, he just looked at them and said, "Are, are you finished? Can I fin- Can I eat my dinner now?" Wow.
1: And they just kind crawl of crawled like, away. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. I've heard nothing but I mean I I don't know why I thought I, I but I was like let me give it a shot because you know who like um everybody else was super nice that I had spoken to like Star Trek related and I was like yeah why not go for the captain. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Not going to happen. But
0: George Takai would
1: do it. G- George Takai. so he's actually um uh, in the middle of writing a book but they were like we're interested so you know uh, as soon as the book comes out like circle back oh, and they yeah. were really nice about it and they they were like they could they were like just very accommodating over the phone and I called I'd spoken with his uh, assistant and stuff like that couldn't yeah. have been nicer and I'm like that's but, a know, busy guy
0: you know though uh, Nimoy though I heard is really hard to get right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would I honestly I'd grab a shovel because I would love to have that dude I mean like He's, he's, I heard he was a super nice guy. I would, I would, in a heartbeat, I'd have him and a good Mouseketeer reunion going on from the
0: old, you know, like I would just start digging. (laughs) See, you got, yeah, you, you, I, I, I have to start listening to the podcast more (laughs) because I love I love all this stuff that you talk about.
1: Yeah, it's, thank, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll send you, I'll send you some clips and stuff. It's been, we've had some, Really interesting guests. We had Tommy Chong, who was a was a blast uh oh, yeah. to talk to, super fun, great stories. Um, just had uh Art Alexicus, lead singer of Everclear, on um last week, and he was he was super fucking cool. And then but <laughs> the new NFL draft was on at the same time, and oh. he like in the middle of the interview, he would just look over and be like, Yes! And then like uh. go <laughs> back to talking, oh. and I'm like <laughs> at least fill us in on what's going yeah. on. Like don't, <laughs> yeah. don't just leave us hanging. So yeah. he was, he was great, but yeah, it's been fun. I started doing this just because, you know, I mean, I can't, I couldn't tour and now dates are starting to pick up again or whatever. And, uh, you know, awesome. I was like, I, I got to keep saying somehow. <laughs> so
0: let, let me ask you, th- let me ask you this. So, sure. uh, when you are kind of drifting off to sleep, do you sometimes come up with a super great little nugget that you, you want to, like, you know, use in your act? Yes, or, or yes. Do you write it or do you, do you just remember it and it comes to you in the morning if it's great? And if it's not great, then it, you didn't need it anyway because it just dissipates.
1: Um, I do... I do know exactly what you mean. And the good stuff always winds up, I feel like, coming back, even if you do forget it. But I've tried to really get into the habit of writing whatever it is down. Because yeah. I know, I, you know, like in the old Roadrunner cartoons where he would go like, meep, meep, and then like, peace out, and there'd be a cloud? Yeah. That's how I feel when I have a good idea and I don't write it down, that it's just the essence of, I had a good idea, but yes. I have nothing to remember it by
0: yeah yeah and the, the the ideas are the road runners that that's a good analogy you' are they're, they're good ideas are as elusive as the desert road runner
1: yeah and we, and that's
0: the, we but, are, we're the coyotes trying to find good ideas
1: absolutely and i love that you the thank you for assuming that I ever get any sleep because that's the nicest <laughs> thing uh <laughs> i i but i'm the i i'm sure you're the same way you've got do you have a notepad by your bed and like jot down stuff and
0: yeah yeah i do and i and i use the iphone too to to talk you know voice memos um, Mm -hmm. oh you use the voice memos
1: that's interesting
0: yeah voice Or i'll text myself i'll text myself stuff
1: i have so this is the uh i'll show you some i mean there's other stuff basically but i don't know if you can even see this is note the notepad and then this is what i usually do i just continuously write or talk to text like notes.
0: That's, that's what you um, got to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. It's great. You ever ever write yourself down a note and then you go to look at it like 24 hours later and you're like, what the hell was I uh, trying to say?
0: (laughs) uh That happens too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it really, it really is good. If you can look, if, if, if you write an idea down or sketch it down and then look at it the next day uh, and if it still holds up, if it's still good, it's, you usually got something. A lot of times I'll look at, the the sketch the next day and I'll be like, eh,
1: eh, that's not so great. That's was, is it, is it like, so that's one thing I, for me, when I, whenever I draw like the, um, the cartoon, like the, for me, this, the script or the dialogue comes first. And, um, I, uh, uh, and then I wound up drawing, do you, do you draw first or do you have like a, do you doodle or like, how do the, how do the ideas come to you or do they come to you in script form? Um,
0: well for you mean for for the comic strip when i used to do that or the editorial cartoons
1: yeah. well it, either one actually i'd love to know both your process for for both
0: yeah um the 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 the, the comic strip what usually it seems to me would be i'd come up with a punchline mm-hmm. and then i'd back engineer it two or three panels oh, that's like great. So i'd, I'd kind of come up with the third panel first and i'd be like okay how how would i set that up in panels one and two or if it's a four mm-hmm. panel two three and, and four, one, two and three mm-hmm. you know um and then with with the editorial cartooning it's it's kind of the same way like i'll i'll think of the if i'm doing a paneled uh editorial cartoon i'll think of the punchline panel and back it up and and you know do anywhere from uh four to, to two panels mm-hmm. um but sometimes it's just like um, – sometimes I come up with the image first. Sometimes I come up with the caption first. I guess it's just hard to tell. It's all over the place.
1: Okay. that's But that's awesome, though, because I feel like – I I feel the same way where some people I know, especially with joke writing, too, are either very rigid yeah. where, like, they have an allotted time where they sit down and write from, like, you know, 9 to whatever. Yeah. And that's not how I, – I can't – I can't do it that way. Like I can, I can do it like after I've got a collection of whatever happened to me that week and then kind of go back to process it. But I can't go, all right, it's uh, 9am and I'm going to sit here until, you know, six and write. I'll, I would lose my freaking mind.
0: Right. I know I'm the same way. I'm not disciplined like that. Right. I, I, And maybe, you know what, but you know what, I've heard that Scott Adams is like that. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like he gets up, he gets up super early Mm. and I remember, I remember reading this. He gets up super early and has a banana and a diet Coke. And (laughs) and then he starts coming up with ideas super early. It's like this, this very structured regimented thing every day. And I've always felt guilty. Like I should be more like that.
1: I, I feel I know what you mean. I feel guilty by people who have a good work like or or a different work ethic than I do too. I feel like we we probably get the same amount of work done, but I feel like I sh- I don't have uh, any kind of uh, I don't have a pattern. I don't have a banana and a diet coke. Also, though, I kind of want to look up the effects of aspartame over time because maybe that's <laughs> a little insight into uh, <laughs> what's going on there. Uh, he, he's the reason I actually wind up get wound up getting a Cintiq because I saw some. Um, i don't know if it was a documentary or maybe they were just doing an interview this is like years ago before it was even a a, like tablet form but um he he said he went all digital with his
0: cartoons yeah and and he was one of the first guys to go all digital i think
1: right which was kind of like the way he um he he was kind of i don't know if everybody did yeah it was very efficient and i don't know if everybody does it that kind of way either because i feel like he had like a cattle like it was almost to the point where it didn't look like he needed to draw them anymore. Cause he drew them once. Yeah. And then could just like clip art them into, which is brilliant, by the way. I mean, if that's how it, you yeah. know, um, I wish I was that organized about almost anything that would have been yeah. phenomenal, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sad, Sadly, sadly, I am not. Um, right. But that's, that's phenomenal, man. Was it, was cartooning something you always wanted to do? Was that your, um, just passion for right from the get go?
0: not not really um i didn't know what i wanted to do I, but i was i was always gravitating towards um expressing myself creatively whether it mm-hmm. was acting out skits that i saw on saturday night live or oh, nice. or yeah or or like writing novelty songs like doctor demento style did you ever listen mm-hmm. to doctor demento do you know who that i about? had
1: the whole collection okay. cd
0: yeah see so i I, yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I've mm-hmm. always loved that type of, of thing. Um, but I, I didn't know that cartooning was even a viable career path, I guess, until I was in my twenties. Right. Um, and it was yeah, only I, quasi, I know what you mean. quasi viable.
1: Yeah. It seems those, those, uh, Those things seem out of reach for some reason. And and that's why I always thank that uh, our teacher that I had, because she was the only one who was very much like, yeah, no, you should totally keep drawing this kind of stuff. (laughs) Like, why why wouldn't you? And um, she actually, like I said, she taught it. So that was uh, everybody had to come up with their and I felt so good because I was like eons ahead. Of, and they were like, you like one of the projects was like, you have to come up with your own comic strip. But I'm like, are you oh, kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, let me break out the the uh, Manila envelope here. Let me go through some stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, this man. this teacher's still. She's got to be still around. I mean, she's not that old. No, she's not. No,
1: she's. I'm. She's probably still. She's probably still teaching. Um, I. You know uh, what? I
0: give just, Give her the the thrill of her career and go in visit her. Would you? I will.
1: Yeah, I absolutely will. We have COVID restrictions are liftings now, so I'm oh, sure yeah. I'd be able. To, and I'm all vaccinated, so I'm I'm ready to pop in. I'm ready to take any gig at this point. I'll drive down somebody's street and wave. I don't give a shit anymore. I. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, oh, somebody said, or ask her on the cast. That's a great idea. Uh, get her on here to interview her. So it's been it's been ten minutes after an hour. If you want to still chat and hang out, or if you want me, oh, we could. Uh, I could ask you one last question and wrap it up. It's up to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. My wife is calling me for dinner.
1: F- fantastic. So I, w- I ask everybody this kind of thing: if you had one piece of advice to give to somebody, this is now twenty years later, um, about cartooning, art, drawing, writing, what would you what would you say to them?
0: Wow, what? twenty years later, one piece of advice. Um, mm-hmm. It would it would be um, it, it would well, it, I know that. You're probably, you're, you're, yeah, pro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, be, I'll be right down. Okay. I um, well, I, you know, the, 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 uh, romantic or the, um, uh, idealist answer is follow your dreams, kid. You can do anything, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I hate to say it, but in, in this day and age, you got to have a backup position or, or, or profession. Because it's mm-hmm. so hard to break into to something in, in the in the media. But that said, you still can do it. If you want to be a cartoonist, there, you can still find a way. You just got to be hungrier than everyone else.
1: Nice. Yeah, I Everybody, agree, man. You
0: know, hungrier than everyone else. And, um, and uh, it, you know, it really is true what that other Jersey boy said, Thomas Edison, that genius – I don't know if he's from Jersey, but he lived in Jersey for a while. Yeah. genius <laughs> it is 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. And that applies to cartooning too. It applies to everything. But, you know, keep, keep at it, keep at it, keep drawing and sending your stuff out. And, and even if it feels like bang, you're banging your head against the wall, um, you will eventually uh, get somewhere.
1: Beautiful. You Thank know. you so much, man. Thanks for coming on. I've, I've really enjoyed this. I, I loved getting to talk to you. And, uh, next time I'm out in LA,
0: man, I'll, I'll absolutely hit you up. Oh, it's great. I'd love it. I'd love it. And next time I, and this, next time I'm around Beach Haven, I will, uh, see if you want to go get some pinky shrimps.
1: Absol- <laughs> absolutely, man. I'd totally be down for it. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: All yep, right, John. Take care, dude. Chat.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Dystopia tonight.